Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor story jumpers welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast are you ready to hear a great story of course that's why you're a story jumper pinecone pie acorn stew mushroom soup Little Mole's big table is all set for his fancy fall feast, and he can't wait to welcome three very important guests. But when each of those guests delivers the sad news that they won't be able to attend, Little Mole doesn't know what to do. Who will fill his table? Disappointment turns into gratitude as his community shows Little Mole what true friendship looks like just in time for the big feast that he and Mama worked so hard to prepare. Enjoy this reading of Little Mole Gives Thanks by Glennis Nellist. This is Little Mole Gives Thanks, published by Beaming Books, illustrated by Sally Garland, and written by me, Glennis Nellist. Little Mole was so excited for his fancy forest feast. He stood under the old oak tree and admired the big table he'd set. The pinecone pie he'd made with Mama was perfect. The acorn stew was sizzling and the mushroom soup smelled marvellous. Little Mole beamed. On the best seats, he carefully placed special signs for three very important guests. They would be arriving soon. Little Lark peeped out from her nest above and watched as Little Mole put the strawberry sauce on the table. Who is this special seat for, Little Mole? she asked. Oh, you'll soon see, Little Mole replied, someone very important. Little Squirrel sat on a branch nearby and watched as Little Mole scurried to the table with a pitcher of blackberry juice. Who is this special seat for, Little Mole? she asked. Oh, you'll soon see, Little Mole replied, someone very important. Little Mouse popped his head out of his hole in the tree trunk and watched as Little Mole set the pumpkin pudding in the centre of the table. Who is this special seat for, Little Mole? he asked. Oh, you'll soon see. Little Mole replied, someone very important. At last, everything was ready. Little Mole brushed his hair and took off his apron. He was all set to welcome his three special guests. They would be so impressed with his fancy forest feast. Little Mole beamed in delight as the first important guest came down the path. It was Principal Porcupine. But before Little Mole could take her to her special seat, 
Principal Porcupine shook her head and said, "Oh, little mole, I'm so sorry. I have an event at school. I can't come to your fancy forest feast." <gasps> little mole was so disappointed, but he cheered up when he saw the next important guest arriving. It was Firefighter Fox. But before little mole could take him. To his special seat, Firefighter Fox shook his head and said, "Oh, little mole, I'm so sorry. I have to clean my fire truck. I can't come to your fancy forest feast." Little mole was so disappointed, but he cheered up when he saw the next important guest arriving. It was Mayor Moose. But before little mole could take him to his special seat, Mayor Moose shook his head and said, "Oh, little mole, I'm so sorry. I need to get to the city council meeting. I can't come to your fancy forest feast." Little mole was so disappointed. He put his head in his paws and wondered what to do. Little lark, little squirrel. And little mouse felt so bad for their friend. Oh, little mole! They said as they ran and gave him a hug. We're sorry your important guest couldn't come. You worked really hard to prepare your fancy forest feast. Little mole looked at his three good friends, and suddenly he knew what to do. He jumped up, grabbed his chalk, and wrote. On the three signs, little lark, little squirrel, little mouse, he shouted, "These special seats are for you. Now run, invite all your friends. I want my table to be full." Little mole beamed at Mama as he looked around the table at all the creatures who had gathered there. Raise your glasses, little mole said. Let's give thanks for our families and our friends, because they are the most important. To friends and family, everyone cheered as they drank their blackberry juice. It was the fanciest forest feast ever. Story jumpers. Isn't it wonderful to visit with Little Mole once again? I always find something very interesting about the stories that author Glennis Nellis tells, and she's here again today to share about Little Mole gives thanks. Glennis, it's great to see you again. Hello, Andrew. It's always good to be with you and to chat with you and your little listeners. Well, we've not been able to chat for a little while, so I'm glad that you're here, and I'm excited about this new book. Thank you for sharing it with us. And this book is actually the fourth Little Mole book in a whole series. Can you tell us just briefly about the first three? Yes, I'd love to. You know, Little Mole never imagined that he would be starring in his fourth book. He is so excited. His first story was called "Little Mole Finds Hope," and that was all about how, if you remember, our little mole lives with his mama deep in his burrow underground, where it's dark, 
And that book was all about how his mama helped him to find the light and to find hope in the darkness because we all need hope. So that was the first story. And then, so that was kind of an Easter book. And then at Christmas, he came back with Little Mole's Christmas gift. And in that book, he had found a perfect Christmas present for Mama. It was a giant mushroom growing in the woods. And so he was so proud. He pulled it out. He toppled it and he was dragging it back. But on the way back, Andrew, what happens is that he comes across several little friends who are in need in one way or another. And our little generous friend ends up giving chunks of his mushroom away and at the end, he, he only has a tiny little gift for Mama. But she loves it just the same. And so that one is a story of kindness and generosity. And then his third book, Little Mole Was Off to School. It's interesting, Andrew, in the four books because we see Little Mole growing up. And now he started kindergarten in this book. And he's all nervous and he doesn't know if he's good at anything. But he discovers that we all have different things that we're good at. And he uses what he's good at to solve a big problem. So that was the third one, Little Mole Goes to School. And now Little Mole's back with his fourth one, which you said it's called Little Mole Gives Thanks. And it's really a story about, well, it's kind of about Thanksgiving, about sitting around the table with your family and friends because in the story, Little Mole discovers that they are the most important people in his life. Yes, and that's, I think, might be my favorite Little Mole book so far. Because I am, well, if anybody knows me, they know I love good food. And Little Mole has laid out a fantastic forest feast, right? A wonderful festival for all of um, his important guests. And, uh, you know, as you said, it, it's not always who we think is so important that are the real important people in our lives. And, um, after all his friends, all, all of his friends came around and saw what a beautiful feast he had put together. Well, you know, they were wondering who the empty seats were for. <laughs> I'm sure they were pretty curious. And then when all those others begged off and said they couldn't attend, what a heartbreak for little mole, you know, all the work that he'd gone through and all the preparation and decoration and everything. Yeah. 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 That's right. He, he was so excited to invite Principal Porcupine and Firefighter Fox and Mare Moose because he really wanted important people to come. And yes, he was very disappointed when they all had different excuses. But yeah. weren't his friends kind, his sweet little friends? They ran to him and they hugged him and they said, we're so sorry your important guests couldn't come. And that's when Little Mole realizes Actually, you're the most important guest, my friends who are kind to me. And so, yeah, he, he learns that it's wonderful to sit around the table with your friends and your family and celebrate. It's so true. I can imagine Little Mole out in my backyard in the woods, 
uh, to setting up this feast and finally having his friends arrive. And I think, you know, they must have had a wonderful, a wonderful celebration at that point. Oh, I think they did. They did. And don't you love the pictures by Sally Garland? All the lovely food, the the acorn pie and um, the strawberry sauce and the mushroom soup. They had a really good feast together. It looked wonderful. So my question, I guess, would be what inspired this book? I I know a lot about Thanksgiving and um, friendship, you know, but but... At what at what point did it all come together for you uh, to inspire another Little Mole book? Well, when you think about the other books, so Little Mole Finds Hope was kind of an Easter book, and then there was the Christmas book, and then there was the school time season. And so really it was natural for me to try to do one what's another important season that we like to celebrate and valentine's so we, day that uh, that's right yeah i could do one there for that day <laughs> <laughs> because there's candy that's right yes and now i should write a, a book about valentine's day for little mole he would love that wouldn't he that's a great yes. idea yes, <laughs> yes. But, so i thought about doing one for thanksgiving but yes. Andrew, there is a story in the Bible that is a very um, a, a bit like Little Mole Gives Thanks, and it's the story of a great feast. Yes, I thought that it sounded familiar. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I wanted to find out, why do I know this story? Where have I heard this before? I wasn't sure if it was Sunday school or church. But it rang a very familiar bell. Yep, that's right. Well, that's because it really is. It's um, the story of the great banquet or the great feast in the Bible where it's a story that Jesus told. So it's not a true story, but it's a story that Jesus made up to show us what God is like. And so in the story, a man throws a big feast just like Little Mole and he invites some important people and none of them can come. And so he gets upset and he says, you know what? Let's run out into the fields and the highways and the byways and the roads and we'll invite everyone to come to the feast because I want my table to be full. And so it's kind of like God saying, everyone is welcome to the table. You don't have to be important or special. You're all important to me. And so that's what the story really is about. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, you mentioned the illustrator, and you've worked with her before, correct? Yes, her name's Sally Garland. Yeah. Do you happen to have any, like, really favorite illustrations in this book that stood out to you or that you just... You wish you could dive into and sample some of the treats? <laughs> <laughs> well, my very favorite illustration is Principal Porcupine because I hope your little friends might look at the pictures. Perhaps they can get the book from the library. But Principal Porcupine is so fun. She, Her hair is sticking up like porcupine quills and she's wearing pearls 
I like to wear pearls sometimes on special occasions. And best of all, you see, because Sally Garland is Scottish, because she's from Scotland, people there, I don't know if you know, but people there like to wear kilts. A kilt, oh, yes. is, like, a kilt is like a skirt that even men wear kilts and they're like red and they're checkered material and she is wearing a Scottish kilt. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yes, she's my favorite character. I love her. <laughs> that's neat. Well, maybe Principal Porcupine could have a whole spin-off series. Oh, now that would be fun, Andrew. <laughs> I have to talk to you a lot more because you've already given me ideas for two new stories. There you go. Well, you've given us all these wonderful ideas um, because Little Mole's world is so rich. Um, you know, in so few words, you have made us realize this character is alive and, and he has a whole life that he's leading with his family in the forest. And it just sets our imaginations, you know, full of ideas and full of pictures and wondering what Little Mole's up to while we're up to things in our life. And, you know, so that's that's a wonderful gift that you've given us. Mm. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. Now, Glennis, this is a great book. All of them in the series have been wonderful, lots of fun to enjoy. But are there any materials or activities that can go along with these books? Maybe if a Sunday school teacher or a librarian or school teacher were sharing the books, would they have anything that they could use uh, to interact with the story jumpers after they're done reading? Yes, absolutely. In fact, Andrew, in the back of the book, there are two pages and they tell you how you could organize your very own fancy feast. Now, it doesn't have to be in the forest because lots of kids live in the city. It could be in your backyard. It could be in your living room. It could be at your grandparents' home. It can be anywhere. But in the back of the book, it tells you where you might do your feast, when you might do it, who you might invite, and how you might do that. And so it gives you all good little tips like about how to set your table, how to make a tablecloth or placemats. And, and then on my website and on Beaming Books website, if you go to the book page, there's a whole activity pack that you can download free and it's got all the templates you need. It's got the placemats and invitations and even recipes. My favorite recipe, Andrew, is it's called, um, let me see, pineapple porcupines. Woo! Doesn't that sound fun? It's, it you does. Get, you get a big potato and you wrap it in foil and then you get little cocktail sticks, those little skewers, and you carefully, you can put cheese on them, a cube of cheese and a piece of pineapple or a little piece of sausage, and then you stick the stick into the uh, potato and it looks like a porcupine. Oh, how clever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds neat. Yeah, so I hope some families and some kids might do their own fancy feast because I'd love to see pictures. Yes, yeah, I could see that right now, just putting together the whole decorations and the meal and picking out which recipes you want. 
You know, I have always loved Thanksgiving, as I mentioned before. And we grew up getting together with family and friends. And we each had our own special, you know, dishes that we liked or different family members would bring different dishes to the event. Oh, I have so many fond memories of Thanksgiving. What about you? When you were a kid, did you enjoy Thanksgiving as much as me? Oh, Andrew, you won't believe this. When I was, well, when I was a kid, well, I know I'm a lot older than you, so it's a long time ago, but even when I was a grown-up, Andrew, I never went to a Thanksgiving party. Get out! No, do you know why? Because I grew up in England and we don't celebrate Thanksgiving in England. It's just an American celebration and a Canadian one too. I guess if you live in Canada, you celebrate Thanksgiving. But we don't celebrate it in England. Oh, it's so sad. I'm so glad you're here now and you can enjoy it. (laughs) Oh, I know. Me too. (laughs) Now, Andrew, if you live in England... At this time of year in the fall, we do celebrate something called Harvest Festival. And that's when all the apples are ripe and all the corn is ready to be picked. And so that's a little similar, but it's not called Thanksgiving. Well, that sounds pretty interesting, though. Did you have a favorite recipe or treat uh, during Harvest Festival? Well, we like caramel apples. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we loved caramel apples, but really apple pie is the big, I think, favorite food that people in England enjoy at Harvest Festival, apple pie. Wonderful. So have you um, now had the chance to try pumpkin pie or sweet potato? Yes, I love both of those things. But again, until we came to live in America... I had never had pumpkin pie, and I'd never had a sweet potato, and I but oh I love goodness. them now. <laughs> What's not to love? <laughs> They're <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So I'm really curious. Then um, we've enjoyed four great little mole books, and um, I know that you're. You know, I'm sure you're. You're busy with life, and well. Please tell me there'll be another little mole book. <laughs> oh, I hope so, Andrew. I'm I'm working on one, but it, it always depends on the publisher. You know, that's the team that makes the book because I only write the stories mm. and I have to depend on a, a whole team to bring it to life. So it's really up to them. So, but I hope there will be. I've ha- I have a good idea, and you've given me two more. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. I hope some of the story jumpers will uh, take the time to get the activity guide, and then they can set up their own fancy feast and and show it to you through photos, either through email or sending them to you in the mail or posting them online with their parents. Yeah. And maybe they can recommend some ideas for little mole to enjoy as well. I'm sure they've got adventures that they could tell you all about uh, in their own life that Little Mole could also experience. So I hope some of the story jumpers do reach out to you and let you know how much they love Little Mole. Oh, well, that would be wonderful, Andrew. I would love that. I'll let you know. Thanks so much for joining us, Glennis. We'll see you again soon. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Bye-bye. 
Parents, in this fourth installment of the Little Mole series, author Glennis Nellist and illustrator Sally Garland team up again to bring a welcoming and inclusive table. Children will relate to Little Mole's feelings of disappointment and be inspired to turn to their friends for comfort when things don't go the way they planned. Glennis Nellist is author of multiple children's books, including Twas the Evening of Christmas, which was featured in another episode of Story Jumpers. She also wrote Little Mole Finds Hope and the popular series Love Letters from God and Snuggle Time. Glennis Nellist was born and raised in a little village in northern England. Her writing reflects a deep passion for helping children discover joy in the world. Little Mole Goes to School is also a wonderful story about helping children who are anxious about starting school. You can learn more about her books at glennisnellist.com.